Hello there, folks, and welcome back to Stu on This. I'm Stu Bittman. This episode's called It's Not Too Late. A couple of things as we get started here. For one thing, happy birthday, Stu on This. It's almost exactly a year ago I recorded my first episode, and that is a mind-boggling fact. <laughs> what a time warp. And the other thing I want to say is, nah, 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 nah. Sorry about that. That was just an unloving part of me that has had an irresistible desire to say, I told you so, to the world. Because for 125 years, chiropractic has been telling the world that what's good for you when you're sick is good for you when you're well. And I believe that ignoring that, quote, has directly led to creating the situation we're in, or at least contributing to the severity of it. Yes, for 125 years, well, for me, it's only been about 40, but we've been saying things like it's better to take care of yourself and make good choices for your health than to wait until after you feel sick. We've been saying that the greatest doctor in the universe is inside each and every one of us and specializes in us. It just needs no interference. We've been saying that we all have an immune system that has evolved over eons to adapt and to allow us to coexist in our environment. In fact, perhaps the most important thing we've been telling the world for 125 years is that you and I are part of the environment, not just a visitor to it, or worse yet, a hapless victim of it. We've been telling the world that we have an immune system that works much better when it has practice. And of course, we've been telling the world that our immune system always gets practice because bugs are everywhere. I don't want to ruin anybody's day, but there are 500 to 1,000 different species of bacteria, not individuals, but species of bacteria in the human mouth. So, It makes very little sense to live our lives in bubbles or to try to, or to try to sterilize the universe. We've been telling folks that our healthcare system has become more of a sick care system that has little to do with health and that it's always potentially overrun because most of what they do is deal with the effect of ignoring what's good when you're sick is good when you're well. Not doing what's important, in other words, has a way of leading to something more urgent. And here we are. And then once we're in urgency, we're automatically less able to see things from the broadest point of view, from from wholeness, from our values. But on the other hand, we're much more likely to defend to the death the way we do see things. Well, again, here we are in mega urgency, fueled, of course, by the media and government. And it's not helpful at all for me to say I told you so, especially because, if anything, it seems we're further away from these ideas than we were 125 years ago. So good, now that I got that out of my system, I will instead continue to share this worldview in a more loving way because it is not too late. It isn't too late because for one thing, this virus isn't going anywhere. It's not going away. 
people still routinely get the flu blamed on the same virus that caused the Hong Kong flu in 1968. It still boggles my mind that I see very little to no talk about how to live with this virus. Of course, that discussion would be pretty much what we talked about last week. What's good for you when you're sick is good for you when you're well. And it isn't too late, because I believe we're all still loving and compassionate souls. What's good when we're sick is good when we're well. And one of the things we do best in society when we're in crisis is compassion. We often do better in those times, supporting each other and caring for each other and nurturing each other without getting so hung up on our different lifestyles, our different opinions, our different voting styles. Not so much this time around, but hopefully the urgency will begin to diminish soon. We are obviously, therefore, all capable of this level of caring and compassion, and we can continue to learn not to wait to express it until after the crisis comes around. What's good when we're sick is good when we're well, and for me, nothing is better when I'm not feeling well than being nurtured by others. How about you? God, when I was a kid, uh, there were a couple of perks to being sick. One was getting out of school, or so I thought, but it always tended to be boring. But mostly the perk was feeling my mother's love so strongly in that nurturing way. It made it so much better. I'm kind of happy she didn't grill me on who I'd be voting for in the next election before she gave me that love and nurturing. And speaking of my mom, she's doing better and she's right now able to stay home with some home care and therefore we can keep her out of solitary confinement. Nothing, nothing seems better for my mom right now than being nurtured by her family and I so grateful we can be there for her. She seems to need that more maybe than I even did when I was sick as a kid. You know, I won't say I told you so, but I definitely will say that the last thing any of us would want if we were sick or dying is to be isolated. It's bad for us when we're sick, and therefore it's bad for us when we're well. It's not too late, because no matter what, we're all in this together. And we're all more than enough. It's time for us to start living based on that truth. And if we could start practicing now, when we're sick as a society, we'll be downright experts when we're well. Stew on that. I'll see you next week.